Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Good to be here this morning. It's good to see you. Um, we're going to, we're, it's, it's Pentecost. We're going to be looking at that passage that, that Claire um, has read as we started out. Um, can I just encourage you um, in relation to, to Noah? Um, we've been encouraging you to get along. Come along tonight if you can. It'd be really, it's really great. Even in that passage that we read together, they're all in one place at one time. They were gathered together. Um, don't minimize the significance of the moments and the times when we gather together. Um, to worship and encounter Jesus. And we would just love it if you were able to make it. Plus, there's pizza and ice cream. So, you know, uh, you can't go wrong with that. Um, so if you can make it, if you can make it along, then please, um, please do that. Um, also, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be um, sort of encouraging you um, in the preparation for September towards life groups. Okay, so we're going to be wanting you to think about if you're not in a life group, getting into a life group. Um, but on sort of preceding that, that means we're going to need more life group leaders. Um, so if, uh, you're, if you are a current life group leader, and you're thinking, my group is really great. I don't really want to lose them, but they could be really great at leading a group. Um, would you talk to us? Would you talk to us? Because we'd really like to encourage people um, to be stepping into this. Or if you're here this morning and you're thinking, maybe that is something that we could, we could take on. Please even give your name at the back to the connection point. Come and talk to me um, afterwards. On the 20th, Tuesday the 20th, we are going to have a night where we gather together. And we would love you, if you're a, a current life group leader, to put that date into your diary really firmly in pen, um, and it, because it's going to be given lots of, a bit of information, but also just being together and investing into you as, as leaders. So if you can do that, that would be, that would be really great um, over the next while. So we are going to be looking and unpacking um, this, this scripture of the Holy Spirit. This is a day where we, we celebrate um, for us that the Holy Spirit um, was poured out on all flesh. Joel 2, there is this uh, prophecy that says the Holy Spirit will, be co- will come on all flesh regardless of social status, regardless of gender, regardless of age, that the Holy Spirit will be poured out on all flesh. And that is the day today, whenever we're gathered in this place and you hear us talking about Pentecost, that is the day that we are celebrating. That moment that happened after Jesus had died, had been resurrected, and he gave this promise to his disciples to wait because the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, was going to come and give them power. And the passage that Claire read this morning is that story of the Holy Spirit coming and pouring upon all um, flesh. Um, It's probably important for us to note that though that's a a massive highlight marker moment of the Holy Spirit being poured in all flesh, the Holy Spirit has been part of the journey from the beginning. Whenever we look at creation, the Holy Spirit was involved in the us of creation. Let us us create. This was the Holy Spirit involved in that process. You then look and you go through the Old Testament and at certain moments, at certain times, for specific situations or for seasons, the Holy Spirit falls and empowers people to do certain things. And then in this passage, we're seeing the church birthed. 
the Holy Spirit falling on all flesh, empowering for the mission that God has given us to make disciples in all um, nations. We see the Holy Spirit advancing the kingdom of God. We see him orchestrating, leading, guiding, saying, go this direction, go this way at this time, or don't go that way and stop and pause or wait. We see the Holy Spirit leading his church. And it's really important as we start to unpack um, what does it mean for us to live lives filled with the Holy Spirit, that right at the beginning we realize that as we follow the lead of the Holy Spirit, he'll be leading us towards mission. He will be leading us towards mission. He will be leading us towards the kingdom of God coming, of seeing lives turned around, of seeing communities turned around. This is the work of the beautiful Holy Spirit. And he has been more active in your life than you probably realize. Even by sitting here this morning, the Holy Spirit has been working in your life. If you're someone who follows after Jesus, it was the Holy Spirit that led you on that journey. The beautiful Holy Spirit. And then we look at the, let's look at the life of Jesus as well. And we, we see, let me, let me say really clearly, in, in case you think I'm about to step into heresy here. Jesus was God. Jesus is God. Jesus always will be God. But in that period from the first Christmas to the first Easter, he chose to set aside and not rely upon all of his God abilities. So that period of time, whenever he was on earth, he was God. He was God. But he decided not to use all of his Godness in those moments, in this time and space. And in that space, we see something beautiful. You know, whenever you're seeing Jesus going up the mountain to, to pray, to wait. In those moments, he's going to seek the will of the Father. He's going to discern and what, the, what is the heart, because he only does what the Father asks him to do. And we see the life of Jesus, his death, his perfect life, his death, his, his sacrifice for sin. He is redeeming the whole of creation. But also in that moment, on his time on earth, he is showing us how to live. He is showing us what humanity is meant to look like. It is meant to be the intimacy with the Father, of discerning the will of the Father for our lives. God, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that you want me to do with my life? But maybe a more important question is, God, what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do today? Sometimes we can get very hung up with what God wants us to do for the rest of our lives, but we never ask the question, what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do in this moment? And then Jesus goes and everything that he, has, he, he, he does while he's on earth is empowered by the Holy Spirit. The insight that he has is empowered by the Holy Spirit. He listens and he discerns the will of the Father and then he lives it out in the power of the Holy Spirit. The miracles the insight is coming through the power of the Holy Spirit. And whenever we begin to see and, and, and look at what Jesus is modeling to us, it is fascinating. It is breathtaking. 
because he invites us into this to model our lives around the surrender and discerning the will of the Father and then living it out in the power of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, what I, what I would love us to, to do, and I wonder if maybe what the, the Lord is wanting to, to lay in our hearts is I, w- I want us to think about this in relation to getting an email. Okay, that's why there's a wee symbol on the screen. Getting an email. I wonder if you've ever got the email come into your inbox and you thought, that one doesn't apply to me, so I'll just ignore it. There's, there's no real level of detail that impacts my life so it can just sit there. There's two types of people in this world. There's the people that on your phone, your email inbox is at zero, and the other people who it's at 1,336. And you've just went, that, that one doesn't apply to me. Or you've, it hasn't even reached your inbox. For some reason, this message was sent out. Someone sent the message to you, but it went straight into your junk. You never seen it in your inbox. You looked at it and you thought, no, that looks like spam into the, into the junk box. Or maybe that you looked at it and you thought, mm, that one looks a bit sus. That one looks a little bit too good to be true. Into the junk box. Into your junk meal. And I wonder today, whenever we think about the Holy Spirit, I wonder... Whenever God has promised us this gift, I wonder what we've done with him. Have we went, "Mm, I don't think that one's for me. (laughs) Let's just put that over into the junk mail. Maybe it never reached the the inbox because of the way that maybe even as, as, as church in general that we communicate the importance of the Holy Spirit and his role in our lives. The reality of the truth never hit the inbox. Or maybe that you thought, that's a bit sus, that one's a bit weird. Um, Let's just throw that into the junk mail. Or at least just ignore it. I wonder what your interaction with the Holy Spirit has been like. I wonder what your relationship with the Holy Spirit is like. How would you describe the Holy Spirit? How would you describe his role in your life? How has he been involved in your life? Do we intentionally listen to the Holy Spirit? And maybe you've had encounters with the Holy Spirit that have been really positive. Maybe you've had encounters, but they've, they've, they've felt more confusing or negative. Maybe you are moving and operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're a little bit skeptical or cynical of everything that you've seen going on around you. Is the fruit of the Holy Spirit evident in your life? What's your relationship with the Holy Spirit like? You get what we believe as a church. Hopefully as you've came in around us, you've done your research but what about you? What is the reality of this in, in your life? Um, can I say that whenever you decided to follow Jesus, the email was sent to you. 
the Holy Spirit was given um, to you. Whenever you came and you surrendered your life over to him, whenever you came in repentance for forgiveness, and you endeavor to center your life on following, the email was sent to you, the Holy Spirit was given um, to you. And the amazing thing is that even if it's been sitting in your inbox for a while, even if you've relegated it over to the junk pile, it's not permanently deleted. And the Holy Spirit wants to encounter and fill um, your life this morning. So my question is, what, what have you done with the gift that you've been given? Jesus promised his disciples, and we'll see from some verses that we'll read, that he's promised this to us all. What have you done with the gift that you've been given? What have you done with this beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit that you have been given? The Holy Spirit is coming, looking to, to come into our lives and to help transform our lives. We need to partner with him. We need to give him our yes. He wants to empower our lives for the mission that we're called to be part of. He wants to bring uh, gifts and abilities and even supernatural gifts and supernatural abilities into our lives. Has he been allowed out of the box in your life? Um, see, whenever I was, whenever I was uh, uh, probably in my mid-teens, I got my, my, my head in a twist over this of what, what does it look like to have your life empowered with the Holy Spirit? What does that look like and what does that actually mean? What does that involve? Um, I had questions over, does that mean that you have to speak in tongues? I had questions over, when does that happen? Does it happen at the, the, the moment that I ask Jesus into my heart? Is that when that happens? Is it something secondary that's meant to happen in my life? And I, I had lots and lots of questions. Um, so much so that I did what you, I would normally do. I went back to, I went back to some of my, a bit of my roots into a little country sort of hall. And I would say, God, I just want you to speak to me in this because I don't want to be off track on it. And I remember uh, quite an old school preacher it felt like a sermon was nowhere, nothing around this, but he went, you, you cannot live the Christian life to the full unless you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. You cannot live the Christian life to the full unless you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. It did not give me any answers on how that was to happen, but it gave me the reassurance of that's what we need. We need the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And I would say that God is less formulaic than we would like him to be. We would like a little easy flow and tick box diagram of like, yep, got that, yep, got that, yep, got that. It's neat, it's packaged, it's sorted. And yet as we read through the scriptures, God doesn't always work that way. He does things that seem slightly out of the box but what I would say and what I, I do see through Scripture and through the New Testament is God does want to give the reassurance of his Holy Spirit working in your life in tangible ways. He does want to give the reassurance of the Holy Spirit working in your life in tangible ways, that you will be assured that the Holy Spirit dwells and empowers um, you. And in that moment, you had to settle that I want the Holy Spirit. 
And I'm not sure what shape or form that comes in. I'm not sure what that looks like. I'll give you a little bit of insight into my, my journey. I felt like I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, but in that moment didn't I did not speak in didn't speak in tongues. Um and probably had lots of questions around that. And a few months later, while seeking the Lord and praying over this, in my own room, I had an encounter where there was a a flurry of a new language that came came up. And it felt like God, it felt good. But you know what? My head then went into twists straight afterwards. And in the moments afterwards, I found myself in repentance going, God, I'm so sorry, I'll never do it. Because I didn't have the theological framework for what was happening in the moment. And all I would say is that God takes us in journeys that sometimes stretch us. God takes us into spaces that, that actually we, we have to just completely surrender and, and trust him in it. And we need to rely upon his word and we need to dig deep and unpack these things. We need to use good wisdom and counsel around us as well of people who are wise. But let's not let fear stop us from stepping into everything that God has for us. Let's not let fear stop us from stepping in to everything that God has for us. And alongside this encounter and these encounters with the Holy Spirit and beautiful encounters with the Holy Spirit, the reality is that there was work that needed to be done on character along the way. There was work that needed to be done on character along the way. I still had to, and you still have to make choices over holiness. We have to make choices over our character. We have to make choices of partnering and saying yes to seeing the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we can be having these encounters with the Holy Spirit. We can be moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that's the generosity and the kindness of God in how he's choosing to work in our lives at that moment. But that should not mean that we don't give attention to our character, that we should, not get, we should ignore the, 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 the deep working of what the Holy Spirit is looking to do in our lives in transformation. We must partner with the Holy Spirit, not just for charisma, which is the gifting. We must partner with the Holy Spirit for character. And that often, sadly, our, our, our character is trying to catch up with the gifting that God is so generously pouring out upon us. Let's be people who don't go after one or the other. Let's be people who go after both. Let's be people who say, I want, I want the, God, whatever you have for me, for the empowering of the Holy Spirit, of the gifts that you want to flow through in my life, I want those. But God, let my character be able to, to hold them well, that we invite him into um, the process. And you'll see it on the, the, the slide there that it's, it's character, not just charisma. And also that, let, let's remember that this is a person, not just a power. Whenever we're talking about the Holy Spirit, it's not, we, we can talk a lot and these words get put together, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not the power of the Holy Spirit, it is the person of the Holy Spirit that's dwelling within you. It is the person of the Holy Spirit that dwells and lives within you. And that sometimes I just can't get my head around that. That as I go about my everyday, my normal life, 
that the Holy Spirit, like imagine if you started saying that out to people, oh, God lives in me, God lives in me. And yet is that not what we believe when the Holy Spirit, because it's a person, he's a person, not just a power, not just something to be summoned whenever there's a, a job that needs done or a need in boldness or there's a work that needs accomplished. It's a person who wants relationship, who wants to lead and guide and that we yield and we surrender to. And scripture says that we can grieve, that the Holy Spirit resting in us, that we can grieve him. He is a person. And sometimes we can go in hierarchy, the Father, the Son, and sadly, sometimes the Holy Spirit. He is God. He is God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, in mutual submission to each other. He is God. And wow, that he dwells in me. Wow, that he dwells in me. And maybe we need to move from familiar to fascinated, which is our, our theme. You've, you hear these terms filled with the Holy Spirit. It's, it's something we say a lot around here. The other good one is the only thing better than God in the flesh is God in all flesh. But we need to move from being familiar with the phrase to being fascinated with the reality that God lives in you going to give you lots of scriptures now, okay? You ready? I would say, take a note of these, mull over them, let them, let them soak in. Even over this week, just be rereading some of these scriptures. John 14, this whole passage, I'm, going to, I'm just picking out John 14 verses 15 to 18, okay? It says, if you love me, keep my commands. Okay, this is Jesus talking. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 to 22. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what's to come. Put his spirit in our hearts. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. 
when you believed, he gave you the gift of the Holy Spirit. He has deposited as a seal, as a guarantee of who you are. That stamp of the Holy Spirit says, they are mine. They are mine. The Holy Spirit resting upon you. Let that soak in. Let let that soak in that, that right here, right now, in this moment, in all of our inadequacy, like in all of our failures, past and present and future, that the grace of God and the blood of Jesus Christ is enough that God rests and abides in you. God rests and abides in you. And if we woke up each morning with that thought in our head, how different would our day go? How, how different would our priorities, would we view our priorities? What different perspective would we put on our problems when God is resting and abiding and living um, within us? Let's move to the passage that Claire read for us this morning. And I want us to leave time of intentionally trying to keep this concise so that we can leave some time to, to linger and to worship together, to wait on the Holy Spirit together, that we can pray for anybody who would like um, prayer this morning. We would love to do that. But let's move to this passage in Acts um, chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit is being poured out on all flesh. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came and rested on each one of this. This pinnacle moment of history when the Holy Spirit is being poured out on all flesh. Joel too is being fulfilled. And you know what? It looked a bit strange. It looked a bit strange. You can't get away from the fact of this in this passage. It looked a bit strange. Because what happened in that room and the overflow of it into the streets made the crowds of people going, they are drunk. They're gone. Why else would someone be acting like that? And I think that we need to become more comfortable with the fact that God may make us at times feel slightly uncomfortable. We don't go after that. We don't hate that. We don't try to manipulate that. But yet there are times when God steps in and there's shaking where there's where there's wind, where there's fire, where there's things that can't be explained. Maybe um, God is looking to lead us into something. And maybe we dismiss too quickly something because it seems a little strange or abnormal to us. Whenever Peter was 
preaching on the back of this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Peter preaches, he, he, he tells the, the story of Jesus, of his death, of his resurrection. He, he highlights the promise through Scripture of the Holy Spirit coming and that this is the fulfillment of this promise. He walks them through the Scriptures. And then at the end of his preach, okay, 3,000 get saved, end of his preach, he says this. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are afar off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. The promise is for you. It's for your children. It's for those who are far off. For all who our Lord the God will call. This promise is for you. This promise of the Holy Spirit is for you. And you know what I would hate this morning is that God has given you this gift. It's arrived into the inbox. It's here. But it's never been taken out of the box. And maybe God has more for you. There's one last scripture I want to read before um, Holly comes up and is going to lead us. It's Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7, okay? If you've looked into these things, you'll know that this passage is one of those ones that people lean on to go one side or the other of how they think the Holy Spirit should come, okay? And what empowerment of the Holy Spirit should look like. But listen to these words. It says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard uh, that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him. That is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. So this passage gets used in a variety of ways. But I want you to hear the question that, that Paul asked, did you receive the Holy Spirit? Did you receive the Holy Spirit? And for this group of people in this setting with the knowledge that they had, they went, no, we, we haven't. We've only in, encountered the message of John. And my question is, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And for us, where we find ourselves in the place of history, the answer is yes. That moment that you decided to give your life to Jesus, you responded to the message of Jesus, it's yes. But what have you done with the promise? What have you done with the promise? And just like in this passage, there was more. There was more for this group of people to step into. There was a fullness for them to step into. I would say that with us, the, the Bible tells us um, and encourages us be being filled with the Holy Spirit. It is not a one-off experience or an encounter. 
It is a be being filled. And we are recognizing the scripture saying that the moment you, you believed, the Holy Spirit rested and abided in you. But then as we look through scripture, we see that as people laid hands, as people prayed, that the Holy Spirit moved within them. The Holy Spirit moved in, within them, empowering them and sending them out. And I would just say, is there more for you? Is there more for you? And maybe you've been on the journey for quite a while and you can look back at key markers and moments in your life when you've encountered the Holy Spirit. And I wonder if this morning, God's going, there's more for you. Not on an experience junkie, but of leading us deeper into his truth, of empowering us for service, of seeing the fruit of the Holy Spirit flowing in our lives that he is saying there's more for you. Just like this group of people. So I'm not sure what way you arrived into church this morning whenever you were thinking about the Holy Spirit. Maybe you were thinking that's not for me. It's okay for them, but that's not for me. Maybe you'd never really heard it clearly communicated before and it had just straight away went to your junk email. Maybe you thought that's not relative, relevant or maybe you thought and that's a bit sus. All I would say is that God has given us himself. He's given us a gift of dwelling in us and empowering us for the mission and don't go it alone. And don't rely upon your own strength. In terms of trying to follow him and a life of holiness, don't rely upon your own strength. The mission and the call of God over you, don't rely upon your own strength. If Holly's about Holly, would you um, come up? Or Jamie, I'm not sure who's, who's coming up. It's great. Thanks, Holly. Let's take a moment and let's, let's pray. Um, we have a few moments And I would love you, first of all, just to be taken, just let's, let's pause on what's the Holy Spirit wanting to say to you in this moment. What's he looking to say to you? If it's easier to get rid of distractions, to close your eyes, then, then do that. But just asking the Holy Spirit, what, what do you want? I trust you. What do you want to do in this moment? as he leads us to lift up the name of Jesus and to see Jesus lifted up. I just want to echo those words of Peter when he said, this promise is for you. This promise is for you. This promise is for you. It's for your children. 
for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. Bible teaches us to ask, to seek, to knock. To ask, to seek, to knock. And I wonder even just in this space this morning if you can go, Holy Spirit, would you fill me afresh? Would you fill me afresh? be helpful for you to um, put out your hands as a as a sign okay, God sees your heart but sometimes for us the, the, the expression of what's going on inside of our hearts is helpful Holy Spirit would you fill me afresh Holy Spirit would you fill me afresh Let's stand together if you can, just in the stillness. Just bring your hunger before the Lord. Bring your hunger before the Lord. you want to pray that out, please do. Feel free to do that. We're hungry for you, God. 
Holy Spirit, we are hungry for your presence in our lives. We give you free reign to to work through us, to work in us. Holy Spirit, we give you free reign over our character. Over the things that we say, over the things that we think, over the things that we do. We repent of the times that we've grieved the Holy Spirit. say sorry for the times that we treated you just like a power source and not a person. Holy Spirit, make us aware of you. Make us aware of you. Thank you for the gifts that you've placed within us, the gifts that you give us. And we pray, would you would you stir them up in us, God? Would you make us aware of the gifts that you've given us? Even gifts that we didn't even know that we had. Holy Spirit, would you direct us on the mission? Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Holy Spirit, even in this moment, would you be directing us of where you want us to go to bring the good news of your kingdom to people, to situations, to communities, to countries. To our family our friends just ask the Holy Spirit to fall afresh upon us. That's the longing of your heart. Say, say yes to that. This promise is for believers, is for followers of Jesus. But the amazing thing is you can become a follower of Jesus right here, right now. 
and surrender your life over to him and know the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We realize afresh how much we need you. How much we need you in transforming our own lives, our inner worlds, God. How much we need you in our church. How much we need your gifts, God. How much we need the power that you bring into our lives and into our community, God. And we say, please come, Holy Spirit. We give you more room. We give you more space. You want to fill the whole house, God. You want to fill the whole house. We say yes to you. We say yes to you. We're going to close by Holly finishing with a little part of a song. And um, if during that time you would like us, because there is something about the laying on of hands, there is something about praying and, and having other people stand with you. If you would like that, please, please come down to the front. And um, But even just while we sing, just may your hunger rise within you. May your hunger rise within you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.